0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Why don't we start with college football? I mean, after all, it did start last week, but it is officially back this week, all right? You got like week zero and you got week one. Now, it did kick off last night with all sorts of things. They kind of make college football what it is, right? I'm talking about bad moments, good moments, weird moments. Like, if that was the appetizer, then that was the ultimate sampler platter. That in a food reference there for you. Go ahead and do what you want with that, clones. And I know what you want. I just know this. On a Thursday night, with all of that action, that was not some one-off. That was a ton of action on a Thursday night. You get that kind of action, you're going to get me hyped. And when you get me hyped, you know what happens.
1: I take my shirt off. I take it off. I feel off. I can't hear
0: you know that. Yo, Tien, what up? So why don't we start with the bad and get that out of the way? And that's the return of targeting calls and the lack of targeting calls. It felt like no matter what game you were watching last night, somebody was either getting flagged for targeting or not getting flagged for targeting when they should have been. Why don't we talk about, oh, I don't know, Ohio State, Minnesota. Those calls were front and center. Early in the first half, Ohio State linebacker. Taraja, Mitchell got called for targeting. Huge call. Then the flag was overturned, and Mitchell gets to stay in the game. All right, fine. That'll happen, I guess. But at least they yeah, threw the was. initial flag and then considered what happened and then they changed their minds. So that's something, right? But then in the fourth quarter when P.J. Fleck and company had their oars in the water and they were rolling that damn boat trying to get back in the game, this happened.
2: Tanner Morgan, and he has a receiver
3: over the middle. Nice catch. Mike Brown Stevens. Oh no, he dropped it and Stevens
0: is down. He took a hard. Hit.
1: After further review. The receiver possessed the ball. He was hit and subsequently fumbled. That
0: fumble was recovered by Ohio State number 35 at the thirty-one yard line. It'll be Ohio State goal Wow. Yeah, you know why he fumbled? Because it looked like that was a surface-to-air missile instead of a tackle. Minnesota receiver looked like he was out before he hit the ground, and then the ball came out. by the way of course he lost control of the ball that's what happens when you're unconscious but you see that play and you expect a flag to be thrown for targeting and the drive continues so there was a review and the conclusion of the review was it was a fumble wait what no flag no penalty for targeting but it was a fumble and now it's Ohio State's ball like how what why where For a moment there, I thought that I saw death on the field. And yet the refs don't even see a penalty. My biggest concern was not whether or not there was going to be a flag and an ejection and whether or not a Buckeye, a key Buckeye, was going to miss the first half of the next game. It was whether or not the Minnesota receiver was going to get up and walk. And apparently the refs thought the whole thing was cool. Oh, a dude was nearly decapitated. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. Not only did they not throw a flag for targeting, Minnesota lost the ball in the fumble. So what a brutal turn of events for Minnesota and what a bad series of decisions by the refs. I mean, did they seriously see that play and think, that's good, that's cool, that's good, that's cool, that's good. If that's the case, the refs were one step away from standing over an unconscious receiver and talking junk to him. So to recap, they throw a flag on the first targeting, they pick it up, but on this one, they don't even bother to throw the flag. And the review wasn't to determine whether or not there was targeting, but to determine whether or not there was a fumble. And they ruled there was, and they gave the ball back to Ohio State, and that effectively ended the game. Like the most college football thing ever. That's how you know college football is officially back. When the entire world can see a helmet-to-helmet shot, a guy get targeted, the whole world sees it except for the one guy who was right there when it happened and whose job it is to actually make that call. That's how you know college football is back. You know how else you know that college football is back. Teams getting paid for body bag games and then jumping up and punching the home team in the face. I'm talking about Eastern Washington at UNLV. According to reports, Eastern Washington was paid 350 gir, 350, to face UNLV. It's like the amount of money that Ritt was acting like he lost in a golf event last weekend. Thousands and thousands. You don't understand, boss. Thousands. How many thousands, Ritt? 350 UNLV scratching a check for 350 G. Pretty good Thursday night, right? Show up in Vegas, collect 350 grand, and hit the road. You know what's even better than that? Showing up in Vegas, getting 350 grand, collecting that, taking the lead in the second overtime, and then forcing UNLV to have one last attempt to try to keep that game going and recoup that investment.
3: To tie it, Broomfield to throw. Eastern Washington, same game over. I believe he caught it, but he was just shy and let the celebration begin. The Eagles have come to Allegiant Stadium
0: and claimed victory. How about that? How about those Eastern Washington Eagles? They had that Nate Diaz game plan working, right?
2: Go in there, hit him with some good s***. Don't get hit. Come home with a pocket full of cash.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. What up, Nate? Walk in. Hit UNLV with some good bleep. Don't get hit. Come home with a pocket full of cash. That's how you do it. That's so good, man. So good. Unless you're UNLV. And then you've got the weird, right? we have got the good, the bad, and now the weird. Like USF getting penalized for having two guys wearing the same number on the opening kickoff of the second half. You gotta love that. I love how college football that is. Like, where else are you going to get that? Just like, where else are you going to find the starting quarterback jumping into a Zoom class during a weather delay? Because that's apparently what happened with Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. There was a weather delay in the Broncos game against UCF last night. So he did what anybody else would do in that situation, jump into the Zoom of one of his business classes from the locker room in full pads. Did I say that he did what everybody would do in that situation? Sorry, what I meant to say was he did what exactly nobody else would do in that situation. I know nobody on the planet enjoys a weather delay, but you know what people enjoy even less then weather delays, business classes via Zoom. And this guy did both. And speaking of Boise State, UCF, how about the Knights? How about that bounce house? How about Waffle House? UCF had a deal with a nearly three-hour weather delay. And then when the game started, the Knights, well, frankly, they fell on their faces. They were getting their asses kicked. I'm not sure if it was the weather or Boise State, or something else. But Gus Malzahn's debut, man, it was bad. Bad and ugly. For instance, there was this. So now first and goal. Gabriel to keep. Goes to the end zone. And it's picked up. Tyreek LeBuff read it perfectly. Has a convoy. And look at LeBuff. He's going to take this thing 100 yards for the touchdown. What a turn of events you following that? I mean, there are bad ways to start a season, and there are bad ways to start a coach's career at a school, and then there's that. I mean, holy crap. How hilarious. What a disaster. <laughs> a pick six, 100 yards. I mean, the Gus bus did not just blow a tire. It dropped an axle, and it only got worse. Well, Hank logged out of his online class, and he opened up a clinic. In the bounce house. He was carving up UCF and leading the Broncos on back to back scoring drives. And the next thing you know, they're up 21 0. At that point, given the weather delay and the horrible start, you have to think the Knights are done, right? Well, if you were thinking that, then you do not know UCF. You do not know the bounce house because they got back into that game and that joint started rocking. UCF cuts it to 24-14 at halftime. Then they had this to go ahead in the third. Gabriel looks to the end zone. What a catch. Jalen Robinson. Boy, UCF takes the lead. Now, even though that only put them up by four. And there was still lots of time left in that game. You know that game was over. There was no way UCF was coming back from three touchdowns down at home in front of those fans and then giving it up again. And they didn't. They hold on. They beat Boise State 36-31. At that point, the only question was, how would Gus celebrate at Waffle House? Here is your answer. And I quote, ham and cheese omelet scattered, smothered, Covered and chunked. End quote. That's a great quote. And they chased that with quote, probably tonight I'll get a waffle too. Hey Gus, mm. why the hell not, man? You better treat yourself. Get to. Because college football is fully back this weekend, and I could not be more hyped. And you know what happens when I get hyped. I, I, I wanna to apologize to that old gal in West Virginia who's always trying to get me to take my shirt off. The only thing not hyped was my gambling account. That was whatever the opposite of doing elite is. So, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's in for all the good stuff. Well... I want to tell you about a very simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I have it. I use it. I love it. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of all that clutter and all that confusion and get your TV together once and for all with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package bill clark is my guest bill it's so good to have you back how are you good jim how are you good good so let me start off by saying you opened up the season wednesday night with a 31 nothing win over jacksonville state maybe not a perfect game but how good did it feel to be playing somebody in a different color jersey and what do you make of the way your team showed up overall
2: well, you know, obviously uh Jack State's my alma mater, so that was a that was a big game and I knew it was gonna be an important game to them. Obviously they've got a they've done really well um, you know, since I left back in twenty thirteen. Coach Cross has done a great job. I knew it was gonna be a war and uh we started out a little slow, give him credit, you know, we started a little slow offensively, but we picked it up and really felt we played really, really well second quarter on defense, had a really good night. Obviously, in game one, there's always things to clean up, and you know we better get them cleaned up before we go to Athens
0: all right, so let me ask you really quickly about that second quarter. Maybe you didn't have the start you wanted, but in the second quarter, you had that nine play ninety seven yard t d drive, then you followed that up with a block punt that turned into a field goal. How much did those two series change the entire complexion of the game?
2: Yeah, we talk about the middle eight you know the middle eight is those you know those four minutes or so before the end of the second half and then the start of the second half. I mean, I think that's a – obviously that's a huge momentum deal as you go into halftime. And, you know, so you gain 10 points swing right there and you were getting the ball, which is, you know, obviously why you love to defer. You know, if you can come out and play good defense and then have a chance to get it the second half when you've been able to make some adjustments. So, really, from that standpoint, it really couldn't have been any better because we come out and then get the score to start the third quarter.
0: UAB head coach Bill Clark is joining us, and Bill, you bring back a lot of talent, including a number of super seniors. I understand it's one game at a time, one day at a time, I understand the process, but as you look at this group overall, how good can this team be?
2: You know, I think from a standpoint, and I I was just telling this just a minute ago before we got on air, that when people believe in, in whatever your process is, you know, if they believe in what you're doing, I think that's when you see... Good things happen. I think that's what we got going right now. Is a bunch of guys that really believe in, in how we do things, and and you know this this super senior group as you referred to, you know, has been with us for a while. Uh, they believe in what we do and how we do it, and I think you know, obviously, their leaderships carry curious.
0: We're talking to Bill Clark, you know, obviously, Bill, you want to establish a process and a culture, but let's not forget, it was not that long ago when you were just scrambling to find players after the program was restarted. I'm curious, how does it feel now to be in this spot where you have so many guys who have been with you and they understand the expectations?
2: Yeah, that's exactly, that's a great point. I think for us, you know, we were, we were in survival mode. It was, you know, let's take these guys from all over the country and get them to come together as best we can. I, I, and they did. They did a really good job for us. And now, it looks like a program. You know, you've got young guys coming in who who actually have been fans of you know of UAB and watched us play and and, you know, saw us win championships and and then you've got guys that have been here with us for you know for four years and it's just totally different. You're training so much better. Um, they understand the system and now they're almost like coaches and I say that all the time, you know, we should have every guy in our locker room should be a leader for us.
0: I mean, Bill, it's such an amazing thing that we just said, that now you've got guys coming that know about the program, that are fans of the program, that have seen us win titles and want to be a part of this. Again, we're talking about a program that was not even a program, really. How have you gone from not having a program to dominating the conference in a matter of years? How do you explain that?
2: Well, you know, we've been blessed. I think we've had, you know, our staff has stayed together, and, and, you know, probably half of those guys, you know, you know, i got tons of guys that played for me and have been with me for years, and I really think that belief, and I, and I always say this kind of jokingly, wishbone or empty. You know, so you could throw it every down and you could run it every down. They both work. It's the it's what you do, and they really believe in it. And I think our staff believes in how we do things. I'm a big, you know, I'm an old strength and speed guy back from the 80s. You know, when I first started and how we train, uh, everybody's involved in everything we do, and, and just that belief and, Lord knows we've got tons to work on, and, and, you know, every opponent, you know, the bullseye keeps getting bigger as you do better. But uh, I am proud of the, the staff and the players, you know, just the belief they have in what we do. You bet.
0: Listen, did you know that a fire department responds to a fire every 24 seconds? I mean, incredible, right? Fire Prevention Month is in October, so it's right around the corner. And it's never too early to start preparing. And we have teamed up with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety to help protect your entire family with safety that you know you can trust. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms to help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. Having enough First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms is one of the best things that you can do for your family and your home. You want to install alarms on every single level and in every bedroom of your home. Then, once the alarms are installed, it is important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. Also, remember, alarms do not last forever. They do need to be replaced at least every 10 years. If you cannot remember the last time you replaced your alarm, it is best to replace that unit completely. For a replacement option, my favorite is First Alert's 10-Year Sealed Battery Alarms. 10-Year Sealed Battery Alarms are convenient and they eliminate the need for battery replacements for a decade. Lastly, take this time to discuss home safety with your family. Plan and practice an escape route, and remember to practice it at least twice a year. And for more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at your home with your family, go to firstalert.com slash firepreventionmonth. Everybody should be doing this with their family. Go to firstalert.com slash firepreventionmonth. Bill Clark is joining us once again. Now you and I over the years have spoken about this. We've talked about the new facility and what that's going to mean. Next month you are going to open up a new home stadium and you're going to do it against Liberty right here on CBS Sports Network. What does that stadium represent to you personally and the program overall?
2: Yeah I mean it, it, it's I don't know if it's, it's hard to say how big it is because I'm a lifelong you know two years I coached in the state of Georgia but I'm a lifelong Alabamian and Uh, Birmingham is really, I think anybody who's really been in Birmingham knows what a great town it is. The people are so special and love college sports and any sports, but college football for sure. Uh, To have a a new home, that's state-of-the-art, it's right off the interstate, it's going to be a great place. Just every day you drive by, you know, you're going to take a UAB football, which is a great advertisement. I really think it's going to be just a a game-changer for our town, but of course for us, and in our program and and just the, the game day atmosphere for our players, for recruits, for our city, you know, so I think it's just, it's that big.
0: UAB head football coach Bill Clark is joining us. You know, one more thought, I hate to keep going back, but when you consider what you went through and what you've dealt with, it might not feel that way, but given the success you're having right now, the facility, the new stadium, does it almost feel like the program shutdown is finally ancient history?
2: yeah I really think so. I think it's it's like, hey, you know we don't ever want to forget where we came from. I'm an old history major, and I love those lessons we all learn and and you know, but I think for us it really is. It's in the rearview mirror and and everything is looking forward and now you know, and I think me and you talked about this you know a few years ago It's like you know I can't wait till we're really just you know we're a program like like programs in the country with guys that have been with you and you know and years behind you, thankfully, we've got championships behind us you know that we can look to but I, I, yeah it, it's kind of in the rearview mirror now
0: good we're talking to Bill Clark all right so the matchup on Saturday you're going to go to Athens take on number five Georgia a major challenge but a major opportunity what are your early thoughts on that matchup
2: gosh you know I just I mean Kirby have known each other forever when he was at Alabama and I was a high school coach in the state I know how how he works and how meticulous they are I know how they've recruited you know I mean you see you're going look, you go look at on any you know, any kind of thing you want to see about Georgia and what kind of college town it is, what's the atmosphere. So we know, we know how tough it's going to be. We know it's going to be tough to play there. Obviously they've got a big game Saturday. So, you know, we'll see what that does with them, but you know, they're going to be ready. It's going to be their home opener. We just got to, all those old, you know, the old things the coaches all say, you know, about not beating yourself and, and hanging around and playing good defense, best teams, et cetera, not turn the ball over. We just got to do all those things and, you know, and hopefully we're there in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, Bill, I wonder if there's anything else. For instance, I had a conversation yesterday with Fresno State head coach Kalen DeBoer, and they're facing Oregon tomorrow in Eugene, and we talked about the process of helping the players deal with all the hype. So in addition to the things that you just mentioned the coaches always tell players, what are the types of things that maybe you tell your guys to get ready for a game like that? I mean, do you try to treat Georgia as just another opponent, or do you point out, man, this is an amazing opportunity for you to make a statement?
2: No, I think you do. I think you do have to live in a little bit of, you know, we don't want to make it bigger than it is, but it is a great opportunity. This is, you know, this is the reason you come to play, and we're going to play one of these high marquee teams every year, and it's always going to be their place. We always stay on the road. We've got to be better. But, you know, we will go out there and turn it all loose. And, you know, we're not going to play in a tougher atmosphere at any point, you know, later in the year. It's going to make us better. So let's go out there and, and you know, and give it our all.
0: Hey Bill, I wonder what it's like, like when you go into an atmosphere like that, and you'll certainly find out this weekend, when you're away from the fans and kind of those hostile environments, is there a way where maybe the players have to kind of re-engineer themselves or get ready for that? They're clearly going to be excited to have fans in the stadium regardless, but when you're away from that hostile environment, is there a process for having to kind of get yourself back into that mindset
2: or that mind, that mind frame? Yeah, I think so. I think we just, you know, you talk about it, you try and create noise and practice, you try and feed on their, their, really their negative energy. is something you want to, to fuel, you know, and use, use that to, to make yourself better. But I do think it's something you do have to, you know, you have to get them in that mindset of what it's going to look like.
0: All right, so UAB is 1-0 on the year. They've got Georgia next Saturday. Bill Clark is the head coach at UAB. Bill, I appreciate it. Always good to have you on. Good luck. That's going to be a really interesting game. I'm really anxious to see
2: it. Thanks, Jim. Always good to be on.
0: Hey, we're back. Making new memories in a new world. You know, I found the best way to hold on to those memories is by turning them into art. Art that will last forever from paintyourlife.com. Now, when I heard about paintyourlife.com, I thought that is an amazing idea. An amazing idea for birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, etc. But I figured, man, it's got to be expensive, right? No, not so. These paintings are amazing. The quality is incredible, but truly affordable. It's an amazing value proposition. So if you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of people or places that you love into one single painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. The process is incredible. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At PaintYourLife.com, there is no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited-time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right 20% off and free shipping. To get this amazing offer, text the word Rome to 64000. That's Rome to 64000. Text Rome to 64000. Paint your life, celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply, available at paintyourlife.com/terms. Again, text Rome to 64000. It is time now for Big Head Bets. There is an absolute bleep ton to talk about today, Head. But how about a quick thought or two from yesterday, starting with the Phillies. Head, well, first of all, Head, how you doing?
3: Good, Jim. How you doing, man? How
0: about this dude from Frisco trying to bet me straight up about the Giants and Dodgers? I
3: actually probably would have bet him, but it's cool.
0: You would have? (laughs) You can do that on your show, dude. Okay. All right, so anyway, let me just uh, give them some background. Yesterday on the program, you hit me up in show with your, your boss. Uh, I'm thinking in-game, money line on the Phillies. Where do you come out on that? And I said, you know what, head? I love that. Let's do that. So you and I both hit the Philadelphia Phillies. We'd probably fall behind. And then I say on the air, man, that's what we get. That's what we get. You don't want to do that. You don't want to bet in-game during the show. That was more of an action-based decision than a discipline-based decision. The hell are we doing betting in-game during our show anyway? Am I right, head? Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. right. So I'm beating myself up for a lack of discipline. And then what happens? We, we, the Phillies, fall behind (laughs) 6-0. Then I'm not just beating myself up. I'm actually enraged. So a little later, you say to me, hey, hey, yo, are you watching this? I'm like, no, head. I turned it off at 6 nothing, because I was so pissed and I've got other things to do. And your response was, yeah, well, we're winning. You have a problem? Turn off your station. Holy crap, they made up a six-run deficit and we winning. hit them on the money line, not the run line. Damn, we're smart. Feel free, head, to hit me up for anything in game during the show. How good did that feel?
3: (laughs) You like that now, huh? It was six to nothing after five innings too, Jim. It's one of the best wins ever. It's a total freebie. I mean, Aaron Nola was horrible yesterday, and then Bryce Harper leaves the bases juiced early. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna get ugly, but thank goodness. The Washington Nationals bullpen is terrible, and somehow, some question. way, we get a free one, man.
0: So you tell me that you mentioned Nola, you mentioned Harper, you mentioned the Nats bullpen. And you didn't use the word ass to describe any of them? I held back on that. I got a couple in here I'm sure I could use. I bet. They're locked and loaded, right? There's no doubt they're coming out. All right, so one more thing. (laughs) As impressed as I was with Ohio State going on the road with a new quarterback and handling their business against a jacked-up Minnesota squad that's been getting ready for that game for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I was even more unimpressed with the ref for not doing his job late and somehow missing a late helmet-to-helmet shot that may have cost us our bet on Minnesota. Now you had you had that game at 14, so 14. you at least pushed. Mm-hmm. I had 13 and a half, and I lost. How the hell do they miss that call, head?
3: I go from elation of Philly's miracle to seeing red from the refs, Jim. I don't know. They basically Tom Hanks the dude in front of the world and then gave the ball to Ohio State, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to push this game. It looks so freaking easy cover early Tom on. they Hanks they, went belly up It's just as well. the worst, right? But it all evens itself out. That's the only thing you could tell yourself, because if not, you would just be so pissed because nobody, even on the broadcast or anybody around could
0: rationalize what happened. Easy for you to say you pushed. Yeah, you didn't. No, I did not. I, li- <laughs> I like the way it all evens out. Does it, Head? does it all even out or is that just something we tell ourselves when we get jammed we have
3: to we have to believe that if not you'll get caught up man so it will it will even itself out we got a long
0: season now and it's just starting okay so we haven't even talked about what's ahead That's so right. let's look ahead why don't we look ahead we are now just a week away from the best thing ever the start of the NFL season clones this is when you get your pens out start writing it down we're about to get busy we're about to get nice it's time to get down head on the team and and individual award futures before we actually pick games starting next week. So let's nail this and let's do it rapid fire style. Right. I know your deal head. You'll hedge to cover your ass with some chalk, and then you'll take some bigger swings. Super Bowl fifty six is here in SoCal. Team wise, who are you looking at?
3: That's exactly how I will play all of these gyms. But unlike last gyms. year on this, pick, there's only I'm not one of me, man. To the you just gymsed plus. me. 6,000 in Tampa is what I got last year. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> but I will use Tampa at plus 600 and the favorite Chiefs at plus 500. I'm doubling up this year with my hedge because I feel strongly these are two of the be- are the two best teams in the NFL, without a doubt. My one shot, you actually guessed it yesterday when you had Robert Woods on. I'm taking the Rams at plus 1,400 for the obvious
0: reasons. They are a complete team and the Stafford upgrade. All right, since you got all screwed up when I called you out for jimsing me, there's only one gym here. You don't need to make it plural. Really quickly, what did you just say? Who are the picks?
3: Hedging with Tampa at plus 600 and Chiefs at plus 500. And then my long shot, middle shot, is plus 1,400 with the Rams.
0: Okay, we're back on track. Now, my yep. long shots are going to be the Chargers, the Saints, and the Rams. I have not yet hedged the way you did with the Chiefs. Or the Bucks, or even the Bills, I might still. I'm just not a bitch like you <laughs> I haven't It'll gotten save there you your money. Trust me. All right, let's look at the NFL MVP futures. We've got the typical suspects, the usual suspects: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes? Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. TB44. Question is, what are their numbers, and how are you playing the MVP futures? Those numbers
3: quickly are Mahomes plus 500, Aaron plus 1,000, Allen plus 1,200, Russ and old man Tommy at plus 1,400. I'm actually going to hit old man Tommy and Pat with a hedge here. Tom's got the most talented team in the NFL gym around him. It's his second season there. He has a coach who loves to throw it and a line who can block. So Brady at plus 1,400 and Pat Mahomes hedging at plus 500
0: is my play. Interesting. And Tampa Bay does return all 22 starting players. I've not hit that one yet, Head, but I'm leaning Patrick Mahomes Mahomes? and Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. You know, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I like Josh Allen for a bet. All right. How about the NFL Defensive Player of the Year? Give me your hedge. Give me your long shot.
3: Hedge is a co-favorite, Miles Garrett, and my long shot is Chandler Jones in Arizona at plus 2800. Mm. Same thought here. Both guys are getting help mm. on their D-lines that could make their jobs a lot easier. Clowney, Jackson, and Cleveland for miles. And then in Arizona, J.J. Watts there. That should make it easier for Chandler. And he has led the league in sacks before. He wants a new contract. He's motivated.
0: And at plus 2,800, I love that bet. That's a fascinating pick right there. What I would say to that is, mm. 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 Chandler. Mm. 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 Chandler Jones. I love Garrett. Love Garrett. I, I actually like Find both me. those picks a lot. All right, so what about the Offensive Rookie of the Year? Obviously, we know that's going to be Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Are you going to go with that, or are you going to try to get some value and try to beat that pick?
3: Value play here. I'll go with the sixth choice, actually, in Ajay Harris in Pittsburgh. The concern is uh, – his line like Lawrence's, they're both ass, Jim, if you can want to there say it, is. it that way. There it is. There it is. It's right there. But running backs have a shot at this award. Since twenty thirteen, more running backs have actually won this award than
0: quarterbacks. So let's hit Harris at plus eight fifty. Mm. Like I always say, saying something sucks mm. is not a take, but saying something is ass is the yes, big head is. joining Especially me every Friday. Those two lines. Dude, you know you've made it when I reset you by name in the middle of a segment. The big head joins me every Friday. All right, so what about your NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year? What do you see there?
3: Going with a favorite here, Dallas Cowboys stud Micah Parsons. This kid is the real deal. Now, Jamin Davis, Washington's linebacker, has a better situation than Parsons, so he's in play. He's got a nasty front four in front of him, but Parsons, he is the real deal. Side-to-side speed. This kid is so damn good, and you can get him at $600.
0: No, dude, you're the real deal, not ass. All right, so stay in this thing, all right? So these are all futures. We will recap this. Clones, are you keeping up? These are all things you want to hit. And keep in mind, when we make these selections, James Kelly is using real money to back up his real picks. All right, so we've got some good week one college football matchups. Really good matchups. We had Brett Bielema on after Illinois slapped Nebraska. they got to come right back, Head. And they've got UTSA next Mm -hmm. at minus five to me. And I love Brett Bielema. Great, great statement he made, and they made against Nebraska. But minus five, and that's a tricky game as far as I'm concerned. How are you going to play that one?
3: Very tricky, Jim, and I like UTSA and the points here. They finished 20-20 strong. They returned 20 starters. They have a very good running back in Sincere McCormick, and I think they got enough talent and playmakers on D to keep it close, if not win on the road. The Roadrunners are also 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games on turf. That's in play here. I'm going the Roadrunners on the road
0: plus five. And you're going against the karma because, you know, Brett Bielema's got a ton of that. A ton of that. I
3: am. All right.
0: Let down after big wins, man. I know. I feel you. And that's why it's a tricky, tricky matchup. And UTSA is good. Syracuse v. Ohio. Pretty interesting game. If you like Ohio because you can get a couple of points, the question is, do you want them?
3: I do. I do. Frank Solich retired at an odd time this summer, but his longtime OC Tim Albin has taken over. They only played three games last season with COVID, uh, COVID, but if quarterback Curtis Rourke can give him some consistent play on offense, they can be good. They have a damn good running back in DeMontre Tuggle, and their defense, it has depth, it has speed, and it can tackle. Syracuse is returning a lot of players from last season, but they ranked 117th in the country in scoring offense and 104th in stopping the run. That bodes well for Ohio going with the Bobcats and
0: plus two at home against Syracuse. You mentioned Frank Solich, man. How about Solich? That guy, right about now, and, you know, Nebraska fan, not to pile on, Solich looks better than Tom Osborne right about now, doesn't he? Oh, dude, he's
3: he's telling um, the whole world to
0: tell him how his you-know-what tastes. Yeah, that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. All right, so what about this? This is really interesting because every week there's going to be a line or two like this. How about San Diego State? Minus 31.5 versus New Mexico State. Mm 31.5 is a bleep ton. Of course, it's going to be a beatdown. Nobody doubts that. But have you ever laid that many points? And if not, would you consider doing it here?
3: Hell yes, and hell yes. I'm betting against New Mexico State. Probably the worst team, Jim, in the FBS. I got paid last week when I bet against them, and I'm doing it here again. I'm laying the 31.5. I mean, I would have hit it at 30 right when it Hell came yeah. out, but it's 31 and a half right now, and I'm taking Brady Hoke's San Diego State squad. The worry is, Hoke might take this game like a scrimmage in preparation for Arizona next week. There's questions at quarterback for the Aztecs, but the defense should shut down, shut down New Mexico State. That D is legit. The game is technically in Carson because San Diego State is renovating their place, so. I mean, against home, at home against the spread for the Aztecs, they've gone 6-1 in their last seven. Yes, I have hit these big ones, and I'm hitting this one again. Aztecs minus 31.5.
0: How high would you go? I mean, 35, 38,
3: 40? Yeah, i hit 40. Yeah. You'd hit 40? Yeah, and New Mexico 30-4. State is trending that way. There will be some games that I imagine that way. There, there's a couple teams that I love picking, bullying bad teams, and I'll find them.
0: I love bullying bad teams. I pick them and I'll find them. That's my favorite take from you yet. All right, so what about a game that really matters? I'm not saying the other ones don't matter, but Clemson v. Georgia. An enormous game early on. And I'm going to say this about Georgia. Let me just give you a little editorial comment. If not now, then when, right? If not now, then when? And then on top of that, you can get them in a field goal if you want them, are you playing that game how are you playing that game you know last week I talked about
3: Georgia and I love Georgia the only problem here is I don't know if they're gonna have all their dudes I'm gonna have to wait to kick off on this one Jim I'm leaning towards taking that plus three in Georgia but I I think they're gonna miss like three or four at least key players and they probably need them all against this Clemson team Um, Clemson lost a lot of weapons but they have reloaded and that defense has something to prove their last Two big college football games for the Tigers. They were destroyed against LSU and Ohio State, so they will be motivated. I got to wait till kickoff to see who is and who isn't playing here.
0: Hey you you know who's got something something to prove you dude this is not a saturday segment it's a friday segment you're like hey I'll man I think i'm going to wait till kickoff then i'll decide uh oh okay should i bring back the scrub saturday show so you can make your picks right before kickoff
3: <laughs> a strong lean towards georgia
0: <laughs> oh okay wait a minute up all right so do you see any baseball that you like
3: yeah tonight yankees minus the run line at home against baltimore Baltimore has Southpaw John Means going against New York. New York crushes lefty and he's historically awful awful against the Yankees. He posts a 6.23 career ERA. Also, Baltimore is the second worst Against the run line in all of baseball with one day off, they are covering only 35% of their plays there. So let's go Yankees minus the 1.5 run line
0: tonight. Well, dude, I can remember way back in the day when you and I started this, we would do like one game, two games, three games. You sound exhausted. Is there anything else this weekend you're looking at?
3: Well, I mean, there's probably another five or six games we could easily break down from the college football world. But I'm going to go UFC a little bit here. And the main event on Saturday night, Darren Till v. Derek Brunson Till's last three of his last four but he's really only entering his prime and he's a lot better than Brunson is a skill wise the problem is for Till Brunson's a wrestler can he keep it upright I say he does I will go Darren Till minus 185 but it is a little tricky
0: all right so my thing is I wonder if we actually have given them too much of a good thing that is so much content there's so much information I am NOT gonna ask you to reset that it's because it's too much so you should try and find a way to jam that into a tweet And then if I'm up for it, I will retweet it. But otherwise, put it in a tweet. That is a ton of material. Head, thank you very much. Have an amazing weekend. Let's get paid. And good job. Thanks, Jim. So you're hanging out with some friends, and you're putting back a few pops. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even then, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill somebody. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic. They're often deadly. However, that still does not stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads in order to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or somebody else's forever. Drive sober. Or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Let's get a phone call in here. I've got Bill Clark coming up next segment. We go to San Francisco. John. What's going on, John? How are you? Hey,
2: John. Hey, brother. How you doing? Good, dude. You? Brother. Good, good. I want to see if you want to bet on the Giants game. Dodgers. The
0: game or the series?
2: Series. I'll go 500 bucks. Best two out of three.
0: 500 bucks. Best two out of three. You and me. Dodgers, Giants. All right. Let me... Th- Let me respond to that. Hey, John, take my answer off the air, because now you're done. Ah! You want to bet me.
2: 500 bucks,
0: Dodgers and Giants. Joey Votto is my guest. Joey, it is so good to have you on the show. Joey, how are you?
1: Goodness, I am hyped right now after that intro. Thank you.
0: My man, like I said, I was really eager to talk to you, so it's great to have you on. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Listen, Leaf, before we get into all of this, I want to ask you, you guys knocked the Cardinals around in the second game of the doubleheader last night. You get a split, you move back into that wild card spot after dropping the opener. How vital was it to bounce back in that second game?
1: Yeah, getting getting swept at home would have been a bad look, um, and, and the Cardinals are right behind us, so... Yeah, we've got to play good, good ball uh, for the next stretch. Uh, you know, we, we faced a tough Brewers team in Milwaukee. We went to Miami lost the series, and then we lost the series against the Cardinals. We have to pick it up right now. We have to move forward. We've got to play great baseball all the way to the finish line.
0: All right, so, Joy, do you do very much scoreboard watching this time of year? I mean, are you constantly about where you are on the scoreboard and in the standings, or is that just something you do not think about at all?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I do just for interest's sake. I mean, I can't help but be a fan of the sport. Um, I'm interested in what's happening in the in the uh, in the Western Division, uh, the NL West Division. Excuse me. I'm interested in what's happening at the top of our division. It'd be fantastic to win our division, and of course, I'm concerned about the teams surrounding the wild card spots. Spot. So I, I will look up mid game. You know, Dusty Baker taught me that he used to sometimes, uh, and not sometimes, often peak, and I'm not sure if he made actual decisions in game decisions based on what was happening. Um, in, in 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 that night's games, um, but uh, I do I do I I do I make in-game decisions based on that night's game. So,
0: do, uh, give me an example. I'm
1: kidding. I've got no control over the game. I'm always, I'm always trying my best at the plate on defense, uh, running the bases. So. I've got no say over anything,
0: right? Joey Votto is joining us. You know, I want to get into the great season that you're having personally, but how special is it to have the kind of season you're having when the team is right in the battle for the postseason?
1: Yeah, um, it's 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 been a gift, and um, I I, I've I've really enjoyed this team. I've enjoyed this year. Um, Years past, you know, I've I've been a part of playoff teams. Really good stretches for our organization, and I didn't enjoy it. You know, I, I was very stressed out about performing well, and stressed out about uh, just the the added attention. I think when you're younger, you don't you, it's it, it can be a lot, it can be overwhelming, intimidating, especially when you're um, playing really well, and 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 you can be a set, the center of attention at times, which is really not my personality. Whereas now I'm not so concerned. I'm 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 just excited to be a part of a winning team, to perform well. And if attention comes with it, it comes with it. But uh, I want to see how well we can play and how deep we can go into the playoffs this year.
0: Joey Votto is my guest. I, I love that answer. Like, that, that is so interesting to me that in, when you were younger, you felt more pressure. There was more of a heaviness. So if it's not as heavy, then there's got to be a lightness, right? Does it feel like there's a lightness to it now that maybe was not there before? And is that just part of the evolution, or were you able to kind of conjure that up and find it actively, consciously? Like, where did that come from?
1: No, that's that's an appropriate word, uh, lightness. It does feel significantly lighter. In the past, it felt heavier lost sleep and and just general feeling of 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 uh, you know, phys- you know physical symptoms of stress uh whereas now i'm just if there's optimism uh present enjoyment um i don't think there's anything other than i don't think it, 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 it's a byproduct of anything but experience you know you get enough reps and you realize you know what uh most people really don't care you know about uh the, the most people move on and um no you know you're not the center of the universe you know and i think now it's just like i'm just part of a community here in ohio cincinnati ohio and and we want to do well we want to you know uh, match a midwest team like the milwaukee bucks and 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 shock shock an entire sport and uh... have a parade and uh, and hold it hold it for ourselves And, you know, uh, have have the big market media grumble about it and and get to enjoy it ourselves.
0: That's actually awesome. I think the the first part about lightness, that sounds kind of like when i talked to aaron rogers recently if you listen to him in interviews he talks a lot about being present and mindful and having gratitude and appreciating the moment and realizing like to your point like people really don't care that much you know and then your other point about you want to be like the milwaukee bucks they clearly made an impression upon you right the way they did it the way they won it the way it looked the way it must feel they must have made an impression upon you am i right
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, your first point about Rogers, yeah, I've I've watched some of his stuff, and um, I, I he does speak that language often about presence, about gratitude. I can relate. Um, I do think I do think experience and getting enough reps in is a big part of that. You know, he's he's he and I are roughly the same age, and I think that at this point you you're you're less trying to make a name and more trying to enjoy uh, enjoy and pl- uh, enjoy your job, play as well as you can. And then regarding the Bucks. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I've I decided, I decided to to stay with with a team um, and commit my career to it, and so I can I can relate and, and watching his elation, sticking with a team, which is very uncommon in, in, in the sport today and in the NBA today, to stick it out and then to get um, that satisfaction is is what I, I I look forward to and I hope that I get to be a part of one day. I mean. Basketball is quite a bit different than baseball in that um, one superstar can, can shift nearly everything. You know, baseball is a team, team, team thing. You know, the 26th person on the team is as important as the first person on the team when it comes to a playoff, uh, playoff series. So, you know, I'm just hoping for luck. You know, I'm hoping for luck when it comes, comes time for, for the playoffs to run around if we end up making it.
0: Man, that is so good. There's such good stuff in that. Joey Votto is my guest. Joey, what about that point that you made? That you know what? I, I'm not Giannis, but what I have in common with him is I wanted to be with that one team. Why? Why is it, or why was it so important for you to commit to that team and that town and those fans and to be in that one spot?
1: Um, okay. Well, I'll share something personal. You know, I. Um, so first of all, you know the the contract they offered. um was significant, but it, it checked one of the most important boxes in my career objective. It was you know I had a strong relationship with my father, and and when he was you know in his forties, um, he told me as I was getting uh, you know I was uh, as I was improving as a as a player, he said, you know what, I, I feel great, I feel healthy, I feel strong. You can do it too. You can play into your forties, and so it was an opportunity the Reds gave me to basically um, meet the, the pact my father and I made, you know, it was a, it was an immediate guarantee that I was going to be able to have a roster spot until I was in my forties. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that he shared that with me because when you're, when you're walking an unknown path, you don't know if, if you can do things, you know, um, this, this industry often tells us that when you get to a certain age, it's all downhill. And my father told me otherwise. My father told me I feel great and you can do it too. And, and you know, my late, fa- my late father um, is, is my inspiration right now when it comes to this. But, you know, I, I've, as an 18-year-old, I signed with the Reds. It's all I've known. And at, at 28 years old, they offer me a, essentially a career contract. And how could I say no? I mean, I, I love it here.
0: Hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that story, Joey. Thank you very much for being personal and sharing that. You know, you're not going to make it about you, but I could argue when you say you're not Giannis, I could argue that in a way maybe not him per se, but when you look at the numbers you've put up, it's been a couple of weeks since you joined the 2000 Hit Club as an example. I know you've talked about this and been asked about this, but now that you've had a little bit of time to maybe get some separation from it, when you consider how difficult it is to reach the majors, to make a roster, to be in the starting lineup, what does that moment and that number represent to you?
1: It represents games played. My favorite players, in the sport have played the most games. I'm I'm uh, I you know other than the abbreviated season last year I, I probably would have been approaching 2000 games played this year and all my very favorite players you know I got to see Jeter play. Uh I didn't get to see the Aaron's, the Mays, the Clemente's play. My very favorite players accumulated so many games and and it's so hard to make a roster, to get enough at bats to be able to you know, make those bus trips, those hotel stays, and those plane rides over and over and over. Um, it's, it's, it's what I admire the most, and it's what, what I've, I've been, you know, I would attribute, um, you know, to being able to make the roster is why I've gotten so many, uh, why I've gotten the 2,000 hits.
0: Joey Votto, my guess you know, so many guys would say that you are one of their favorite players. I know you mentioned some guys by name, guys that you were not able
1: to play with or against,
0: guys that you did. Is there anybody else? Like, who are some of your favorite players? I'm really curious.
1: I, uh, you know I, know, I know there was a ton of, um, ton of stuff surrounding him, but I cannot deny how much Barry Bonds entertained me. I mean, he, I, I tuned in for every one of his at-bats. After every one of my games, um, I just thought it was something I envied and something I aspired to be. Watching him play, it was like he flipped the entire dynamic between a pitcher and a hitter on its head. Um, it, the 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 consensus is the pitcher possesses the ball, the pitcher runs runs the show, and here he was getting on base fifty, sixty percent of the time instilling fear in every single matchup beating the very best and doing it steadily and I, I didn't get to see Ted Williams I didn't get to see Bay Ruth I didn't get to see Hank Aaron and Willie Mays Mickey Mantle uh, I didn't get to see those players but that watching him I felt like I was watching the greatest of all time and um, I aspired to be that you know I, I in tw- 2012 you know, I always wa- I wanted to get on base 50% of the time because he did, because Ted Williams did, because, you know, Mickey Mantle did. So uh, he was, he was. you know, at the time, he was my, my Mickey Mantle. He was my Babe Ruth, Ted Williams.
0: I think that is really fascinating. Let me just really quickly respond to that. Like, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I certainly had my share of content and thoughts and takes and rants about Barry Bonds back in the day. But the one thing that I did... I have tremendous respect for, and even something I couldn't really wrap my head around. Joey, how is it that you knew, that guy knew, that he would never see more than one pitch, one quality pitch per at bat, yet he could always somehow square it up, even when he got that one shot? like He never missed. And then the other thing was, even though it was self-induced, there was so much chaos and so much noise and so many distractions around this guy, I never understood his ability to compartmentalize once he got to the ballpark.
1: Right, uh, you know, I, I I'm not particularly excited about speaking of, speaking about the surrounding stuff around him, but in terms of like just pure skill, um, so he he said something that I thought, I thought it helped me in my career, and he said he always assumed he was getting, he would always assumed he was getting a, the pitch to hit. He was always ready to hit, and it's it's something you have to train. It's almost like a um, a habit or a muscle that you have to stay with. You know, you have to keep training it. Every single at bat, every pitch, every moment, 10 nothing, 1-1, 15th inning, tough matchup, easy matchup, guy you've never played before, guy you've faced 100 plate appearances. You know, building the stamina to be able to say, this is a new pitch, this is a new opportunity, I'm ready right now to give it, you know, to, to, to execute. And oftentimes there's like the smallest bit of laziness that kinda creeps into an at bat and you take that pitch or you or you're slightly off on it and then there it goes. There was your one opportunity maybe of the day, maybe of the series for him. But I think he had the I had think he had the, the training to be able to just continue to move forward on every single pitch. I don't think he gave up, gave in very often. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I I tried to turn that. In, I tried to make that into my game. I use that now. You know, I use that now. It's the only way to perform well. You always have to assume something something that's right up your alley is coming.
0: And by the way, Joey, before I let you go, I could do this for hours. I, I so appreciate this conversation. By the way, I think that when people talk about you, they're talking about that very thing. They're talking about your mastery. They're talking about your mastery at the plate. I'm really curious what do you make then of a guy who seemingly has achieved a similar type of mastery, but doing both things, two things in Otani? What do you uh, think yeah. when you
1: watch this guy? I see, I, you don't want to hear something? Yes. And this is a. Yes. To to the people, the baseball fans all around the world, I see someone that hasn't even scratched the surface of their potential. Mm. I see someone that has the potential to be special, special, special. And he already is special. He's most likely the most valuable player in the American League this year. He's a a Cy Young candidate. He's probably going to hit 50 home runs, he runs the bases beautifully. You know, he had some time off from due to injury, where he didn't, he wasn't able to accumulate major league at bats, and you know, truly, um, he is. I watch him. You know, I, I ta- You know, I mentioned earlier about Bonds and, and the other athletes. I, I, if I start, if I feel like I need to make an adjustment in my game, I'll tune into Otani's full at bats, um, and I, I just, I see the future of the sport and maximum entertainment. And I, I think the, the people in Anaheim get to appreciate him, but how lucky are we as baseball fans to be able to have someone that's basically breaking the rules when it comes to baseball. It's such a treat.
0: It's an amazing response. One last thing, I want to ask you. Something that comes up again and again is, you know, the way that you handle yourself, the way you approach it, the way you work, and the approach overall. Brandon Hyde said something I thought was really interesting. He said, quote, Joey was off to a rough start, he lined out, then I ran to first base. He calls me over and he says, Hyder, I'm this close to being locked in. I'm like, really? He was hitting under 200 at that time and struggling. End of quote. Point of the story is, sure enough, you got on base nine times in a row after that. How do you explain that kind of level of mastery? How did you know you were that close?
1: Uh, I'm good. Yeah,
0: you are. You are That's good, it.
1: dude. That's
0: it. I yeah, can man. feel it coming. You're 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 good. You're good, like intuitive, like that.
1: Or yeah, I think most athletes can sense. I don't want to project, but I could I could certainly project. I I, I could certainly see, feel it coming. You know, that's actually my uh, wake up alarm uh, the weekend. I feel it coming. Not because <laughs> not because right. of this conversation, but because I like the song. But yeah. Dude, we didn't even get
0: into all the the other great stuff. Are you still still a watch guy? Like Chris Dickerson said that when he got into, quote, when he got into watches, he went to Europe and he wanted to understand the process of making a watch. Like, I'm a watch guy, and I'm also an Apple guy. And I know people want their Apple watches, and they want them for fitness and their trackers and all that. Are you still an old-school watch guy?
1: Uh, I usually don't put much on my wrist, to be honest with you. When we're on the road, I will, but that's all for show. That's just to kind of fit into the the crowd, but no. Generally speaking, you know, I I tried an Apple Watch, but most of the time I've got I've got a bat in my hands, and I don't like anything interrupting the connection between my, you know, my my wrist and the bat. So I, I I you know I don't usually wear an Apple Watch.
0: Dude, that was such a great response. I don't want anything getting in the way of my connection between my wrist and the bat. I'm going to take that as a cue that I should not get in the way of your preparation of a game this <laughs> evening. Joey, that, that was so much fun, man. I appreciate you so much. And that conversation was every bit as good as I expected and more. Thank you so much for doing it.
1: Appreciate it. Good talking to you. Thanks, Jim.
2: This is the Jim Rome show. Actually,
0: correction. I am tan Smack. It is the tan smack radio program. Good Southern California weekend. Got out, got a little sun, feel good. Nice to have you here. The New York Mets are the absolute best. Yeah! Breaking ball, that's hammered. Left field and deep by his nose. Double thumbs down when he crossed home plate. Booing the fans for not being better. Our fans aren't fanning well. You get to wear that. Your whole team has been awful. Tom Curran. Romy, I've
2: missed you. You get back to the guy who runs the offense the way you're accustomed to. And it's certainly going to be Matt Jones.
0: It is the Trevor Lawrence and LaVisca new Can't just coming. let that new guy steal, steal the, show. the show. Never have that. That's why you have a quarterback competition. Intercepted by Ha Ha! <laughs> ha ha ha! <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I love it when this guy makes plays because it elicits reaction like this. A sign of things. Talking to Michael Lombardi.
2: Everybody thinks Dalton's there to save this job. I think Dalton's there
1: to really get him fired. Oh, great. We're
2: six and 11 now.
1: Like, where are we going with Andy Dalton? Where are we going? Flips into the end zone. Then he lost the ball. Like, imagine the worst
0: movie you've ever seen. Space Jam 2. Really crappy movie. This should have never been made. Having to watch that movie on a loop over and over and over again. That's what the opener was.
2: I do feel bad that Nebraska football's going to suck yet again this year. No, I don't. Not. Brett Bielema. You build relationships that last a lifetime. And same way I'm thankful for our relationship, right? The first time I got a chance to interview you to where we are today, a lot of things have changed, but the relationship has stayed the same, and I appreciate that. Does
0: she refer to you as Eisenhower, bald eagle? Looking pretty. Really right about <laughs> I shouldn't pile on. After all, you did quote lose thousands. I'm Bryson DeChambeau. Ouch. Mike Budenhoser is my guest. Any part of you that just wants to step back and say, hey, hey. how do you feel about me now? <laughs>
2: No. I'm sure there's lots of people that'll do it for me, and it's
1: all part of the business. You know, I enjoy it all. Twitter!
0: If you're getting ready for work today, then
1: you're not Cam Newton. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Doug Collins. Roasted! Such a
0: burn. Because Bishop Sycamore is not really a high school at all. They didn't just lie about having D1 prospects, they lied about being a high school. B.S. High School is apparently a B.S. High School. Clark
1: Lee is my guest. So good, man. I'm here for that jungle karma for jungle this week. I need, I need that.
0: Sir, you are first on the downgrade list. You need to go right now. You can send his ass back to row 21. Not going anywhere. Trying oh! smack being back to row 21. In a game that matters. Well, I'll get up and I'll throw it down like that. And I'll hang from that rim. And I'm we'll going to Florida California. and Texas and California. Texas. And we'll bring it home. Ah! All six of those guys were at the 2012 NBA All-Star game. And A.D. was still in college. What's good, A.D.? I don't know. I'm still in college. Man, they are old. Old... Ass Team <laughs> Ross Tucker So
1: first of all Jim You can always Keep me As long as you want I'll, I'll stay forever Glad to hear that uh, That's yeah, number one As far as Clowney's comments Try to put my helmet Right in his wrist To me When you
0: hear Brooksy yelled or you And now you're looking For the tour To get those meanies side. To leave you alone Dude Softest look Ever five. The PGA just hit This entire thing With gasoline Brooksy. First team Tyrod Taylor Second team Nobody no! Third team Davis Mills Done wow. Right? Wrong. Wrong. Other Deshaun Watson. Most Texans thing ever. I didn't mean to offend anybody. Big shout out to Javi Baez. Hey, yo, dude. I saw the apology. Do not accept it. Apology not accepted. Robert Woods, my guest. You gotta have a brass set. That's not for everybody, man. You gotta have a what? Brass oh, balls, no. <laughs> man. You gotta have a big brass set, is what I said, man. No,
1: you do. I feel like there's big defenders in there. They they coming in there to, to take your head off. You see what goes on on Sundays. Gotta take ownership of. But how of jacked your up career would you have to be to house. drive into a house? Like, damn, that house came out of nowhere. There's
0: not a sign on the street which reads "House Crossing." There aren't little baby fawn houses behind the mama house.
2: I can make it home. It's only a mile. <laughs>
3: Jumped the curb, go through a guy's shed, through the kitchen, parked it right in
0: his
2: living room. Don't drink and drive, folks. I want to see if you want to bet on the Giants game. Dodgers. Let me respond to that. Ah.
0: You want to bet me. Oh, 500 bucks. God. Dodgers and Giants.
3: That's exactly how I will play all of these gyms, but unlike last gyms. year on this pick, There's only I'm not going to swing man. the... I love picking, bullying bad teams, and I'll find them. definitely can find them.
0: Anything that I said, CJ, that you took offense to came through my head and yeah. out my mouth. He's just a little buttocks hurt. Buttocks Joey Votto is my guest. Joey, it is so good to have you on the
1: show. Joey, how are you? Goodness, I am hyped right now after that intro. Thank you.
0: Gamma Bomb. Why don't you go play on the freeway while you're at it, Rome? Ha ha ha! I'll help. I mean, they're, they're lucky they didn't get anybody killed no! On a par five Brooksy Jims, Jims Brooksy Jims Brooksy Jims, Jims. Anytime, Jim, thank
3: you. <laughs> you You do your research, I can't believe that That's- I wanted to <laughs> my pants Hope you mother
2: have a good day Now I'm done Good night now! Good night now!